faithwire.com. Talks are underway now as fighting continues in Ukraine, and the battle for the narrative takes root online. Today is Monday, February 28th, 2022. I'm Dan Andros. We'll have that top story and more on today's 4 and 3 podcast from CBN's Faithwire. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. More and more are joining every day. If you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and do it. What are you waiting for? Come on in. The water is warm and lovely. We'd love to have you join us. So joining me today, as always, Trey Gons Phillips and Billy Hallowell from CBN's Faithwire with a look at what's coming up. What's going on, guys? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Almost Friday. We're almost there. (laughs) Almost to the weekend. Yeah, indeed. What do we got coming up? Billy, what are you, oh. are you talking about? Yeah, Billy, that would be you. That was <laughs> your cue. Okay. Yes, yeah, that's me. There we go. I'm awake, I promise. Um, <laughs> we are going to be talking about uh, the ex-Miss Grand Ukraine who has joined in with the thousands of brave Ukrainians who are going to be battling for their nation's existence. And we're going to kind of recap some of the other ordinary citizen stories in the mix. Yeah. We did mix up the order, so it's okay. That yeah, we not all your fault. Flip, not all so. your fault. Yeah, not completely your fault. Uh, and then I'm going to be talking about Texas. They're potentially going to start prosecuting sex change surgeries on minors and considering it child abuse. Uh, so we'll dive into some of those details. All right. Looking forward to the details on those stories. We're going to start with the latest on Ukraine. Obviously, um, the war continues and it's really taken an interesting turn online, guys. We'll get to this in a minute, but, you know, from a... From a meme sort of internet perspective, you know, it's hard to know what's real. We're going to dive through some of the facts here in just a minute. But man, Putin seems to be taking an absolute beating, Uh, at least from a narrative perspective. He's just getting humiliated on the stage so far. But this thing's far from over. So um, as the battles have continued, uh, delegates uh, from Ukraine and Russia sat down for talks. Uh, This happened in Belarus just before 1 p.m. Kiev time. Uh, today and Ukraine's delegation has several high-ranking officials but obviously President Zelensky not going to attend that one for obvious safety reasons there and Ukraine demanded an immediate ceasefire and withdrawal of Russian troops uh, ahead of the meeting so um, what's been going on on the ground well Ukraine is uh, apparently beating back Russian forces the Russians have slowed their offensive. They're still trying to take Ukrainian ground. We're seeing more rocket attacks. There's videos happening all over social of them landing residential citizens just filming out their apartment windows. Uh, And you're seeing more uh, rockets falling. Uh, The bulk of Russian ground forces are still more than about 20 miles north of Kiev. Um, CBN's Chuck Holton, who is uh, also in Ukraine, he uh, was um, uh, documenting his. He'd been in Kiev, and he actually just evacuated out of Kiev, uh, Kiev recently, uh, and was able to get out. There were reports that the city was surrounded, but obviously not the case, uh, unless Chuck is just um, that sneaky. But he just said he drove down the road, so I don't think it was that. <laughs> um, the latest toll for civilian deaths. A lot of people have been asking about that in Ukraine. Stands at 102, with uh, several hundred injured. Um, that's what we know so far. They fear that that number could be considerably higher. Um, the death toll does include seven children, according to uh, UN uh, watchdog there. And Ukraine's interior ministry released higher figures over the weekend. They said 352 civilians had, had been killed. So uh, that's the UN number there is at 100 versus the Ukraine number, which is 352. Obviously a fluid situation and the number is tough to 
uh, verify at this point. But that is the information that we have. Also hearing that Belarus could join the invasion, according to some intelligence. Uh, Ukrainian government officials uh, talking to CNN said that the country's intelligence indicates Belarusian troops, they're ready to participate directly in the invasion on Ukraine. Um, and the Russian economy is taking a really, really hard hit. Uh, the uh, price of their, uh, the ruble is just plummeting. And um, Ukraine has asked to join the EU. That's another development. Zelensky uh, on today asked the EU to urgently admit Ukraine to the bloc. Their goal is to be with all U uh, Europeans, he said. And also looming, the nuclear threat. Jen Psaki said over the weekend that Putin's decision to put Russia's deterrent forces, which include nuclear arms, on high alert is a wider pattern of unprovoked escalation and, quote, manufactured threats from the Kremlin. Some other uh, key pieces of information. The U.S. announced they're cutting off Russia's central bank, um, banning U.S. citizens and companies from doing business with them in, a, in an effort to hamper Russia. Right now, the U.S. also suspending operations at the U.S. Embassy in Belarus. And President Zelensky, uh, meanwhile, he's been praised for his bravery, while Putin has uh, actually been kind of, if you've noticed this, guys, he's sort of been not out there. As Zelensky's been taking pictures on the front lines with, with soldiers, releasing statements out on the streets of Kiev. Uh, and so it really has uh, Putin looking, as I mentioned at the top there, uh, at least from a narrative perspective, uh, he's losing that battle. And, and so uh, also of note, guys, before we head into the discussion... Elon Musk activated his Starlink internet service after uh, Ukrainian officials kind of asked for help on that front. About 10 hours later, he um, did so and apparently is getting that up and running. And the Swiss president said Russia's attack on Ukraine is, quote, unacceptable. And Switzerland will adopt European Union sanctions, including asset freezes targeting Russians. And that could really put, you know, maybe some of these oligarchs who've got money sitting around in some of these Swiss banks. Who knows? Uh, and that's really interesting considering Swiss's you know, usual behavior of kind of remaining neutral uh, on most uh, international issues like that. So very interesting developments on the Ukraine-Russia front. And why does it matter? Obviously, guys, you know, war of this magnitude, especially with geopolitical foes such as Russia being involved and, you know, China and Iran sort of being involved in the uh, periphery there. And has implications for us all, especially as Americans, and not to mention least of which the uh, Christians uh, that we're seeing from our colleague George Thomas in, of CBN reporting over the weekend going to church, Christians still faithfully worshiping. Amazing sights to see uh, out of Ukraine, so continued prayers there, but really hard uh, to get a sense of what's actually happening because you know both sides, guys, are probably trying to spin this thing and win the information game. Yeah. I, and I think that's the hard part, you know, with all of this, trying to discern even with the videos, which videos are true, which yeah. photos are true, which ones are not. And, you know, there's so much going on in, in real time and it's unprecedented in so many ways. We don't often see a country, you know, a, a, a country that has relative freedom being invaded without any provocation. So it's, yeah, there's just a lot 
happening all at the same time. What is so fascinating, as you said, is watching everybody react to Putin. I mean, everything from removing liquor at certain stores yeah. that are from Russia, like the entire state of Pennsylvania is doing all these product, you know, pushes and, and going back against him. In addition to obviously what governments are doing, it's kind of fascinating to watch. It's also just surreal seeing how war works uh, and like how because we're seeing all of it unfold in real time and it, it just looks interesting and, and probably kind of otherworldly to us in the West who haven't really dealt with, uh, you know, aside from 9-11, we haven't dealt with boots on the ground having a war in our country and like seeing George posting some of the videos he's posting of people in church on Sunday morning, but then, you know, an hour later they might be in a bunker because they've got a warning that there might be shellings or, or missile launches coming. So it's just... Uh, it's just surreal, uh, like I said, to to watch all of this unfold. And yeah, to parse the information is difficult. So I think we have to take everything with a grain of salt, but still certainly be in prayer for, for Ukraine, for the people of Ukraine. And then um, obviously for I, people aren't saying this as much, but I think we should be talking about it. We need to be praying for Russia, too. Yeah. I know we've talked about it. Like well, be praying Russia, for yeah. a change of heart from, from Putin. But also there are so many people. Russians who are actively protesting yeah. their government, which is a, a huge act of bravery. In Russia, yes, it absolutely is. No doubt about it. And you're right. I mean, it doesn't seem like Russian people, because it's hurting them. I mean, their economy's tanking. Yes. And, you know, if you're li li losing access to your bank and, and uh, you know, if you do any international business, I mean, it's, it's really a disaster for the average Russian, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, how do you and, and I think a lot of the pain is still to come because some of this stuff is just hitting right now. Right. It's just beginning. Yeah. So what's yeah. what is life going to look like for them in a week or two or even a month if this doesn't stop? Mm -hmm. All right. Well, hey, Billy, let's take a look. I know you've got to look at some of these interesting. Um, there is a lot of you're seeing a lot of them online. These these average people who are just getting into the mix in Ukraine. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. There's thousands of Ukrainians who have stepped up to the plate. I've seen a number of reports where journalists are walking by police stations and they've said there's lines uh, around the block of people showing up to get weapons, right? Because they've made weapons available to citizens. You know, it's interesting because you think about the, the Second Amendment, right, in America and why we have it. And there's so much debate and discussion about that. And I've seen a lot of commentators saying, well, look, you know, one of the reasons this matters is because when something like this happens, and it can happen, obviously, you have the ability then to arm citizens. And so that's a whole other discussion. But what is happening there is a number of people, um, including some well-known people. There's this uh, woman, Anastasia Lena, and she was the former Miss Grand Ukraine. Uh, so she's a beauty queen, right? She was a former <laughs> beauty queen um, who reports are indicating, and it's kind of, again, like we were talking before, it's difficult to tell where exactly her story is leading, but she's posting quite a bit on Instagram, um, very supportive of the military and very supportive um, of her fellow Ukrainians. There's some photos with her with guns. And so the um, narrative has been that she is joining in and fighting for her country. But lots of other stories in the mix as well. I mean, you have to start with President Zelensky himself, right? Yeah. He's when he was offered a way out. He was told, quote, he apparently said, you know, the U.S. said, hey, we can get you out. He said, quote, the fight is here. I need ammunition, not a ride. You know, that's the that's been kind of the quote that's been out there. Um, but all the way down the line, I mean, we've seen regular citizens. There was a another guy, um, Vladimir Omulyan, and I'm probably 
you know, butchering his name, but he was actually the infrastructure minister from 2016 to 2019 of Ukraine. And so he served in government. He left his family, said goodbye and joined um, the military. And he said, quote, I'm not a natural born killer and I never dreamed to be that type of guy. Um, but he said, we will win. And he wants to defend his country and his family. Uh, there's another woman, a doctor, um, who wasn't, she, she seemed to be a little older, um, Dr. Marta Yukiv, and she's a mother, so she's got kids. She joined the military last April, um, and because she felt like these issues with Russia were intensifying, and now she's planning to leave her family and fight. She said, quote, I need to go. I won't allow them to take our land and our freedom. They don't believe in our right to exist. We have to defend, and we will win. That statement, we will win, seems to really be popping up here. And the last one I'll share is this 19-year-old um, who was in line apparently to join the military and said, you know, what's there to be afraid of when I'm sitting here, I'm scared and, and there's nothing to fear here. I know what's happening and I hope my loved ones will be all right. I will make sure they are all right. And so, you know, why does it matter? I think it matters because most of us today are, you know, we're upset when Starbucks doesn't heat up our drink properly. Right. And it, like, and these people <laughs> yeah. are out in the streets, literally giving up everything because they realize what's at stake here. And so it, it really, you know, we don't have all the details, but what we do, what we can see is that these are people who are willing to fight and fight hard. Mm. Yeah. And I'm just seeing reports, Billy, as we're talking here of that Ukraine is releasing prisoners with combat experience to fight in the struggle for our state, quote unquote, against Russia. So uh, you got a whole bunch of people in the mix there who are uniting on this thing, including prisoners, which I'm not sure how the Ukrainians feel about that, but I'm sure they're probably happy to have it. Seems like they'll take anybody at this point. You got a former Miss um, Universe type or, you know, whatever her title Ms. Grand was. Ukraine. I'm sorry, Miss Grand Ukraine. <laughs> my bad. I, I'm, I'm not up on my beauty pageants. Well, you, I will readily be, admit man. that. I, if you were looking for beauty pageant news, um, you're, I'm not your guy, but go to go to pageant wire. Not go to faith pageant wire. pageant wire. Yes, not faith wire. But yeah, it's remarkable. It is remarkable to see, and um, you just don't. I, I don't know. I mean, like as horrible as war is, and as horrible as things like 9/11 were, there's something about them that just seems to galvanize people together in a way that you couldn't possibly have otherwise. Yeah, it's fascinating, by the way, to hear that they're releasing prisoners because. Depending on how all this shakes out, what do you do then? <laughs> right. Like, okay, like we've we've regained some some stability here. Do you expect the prisoners to report back? <laughs> right. Do you get I mean if you <laughs> and go I mean, maybe maybe some of them were not rightfully imprisoned to begin with, or we don't like we don't right, know right, exactly don't know, but or what, what the level the of their crime is. was. But yeah, do you get like parted then because you went and like yeah. risked your life? Like, Time maybe, yeah, what if I just want to know how that works logistically. <laughs> right. Is there like a like banking fraud guys in there going, wait, no, I'm, I'm fine in my cell here. I'm good. I feel safe in this thing. Like right? which prisoner? I mean, all prison, I guess. I mean, if you have violent offenders, I guess they have no yeah. problem being a violent offender against an invading force. <laughs> right. I, don't- I just have to say like, Dan, if I was a white collar criminal, I'd say, no, please, please. I am. I am fine here right. in my solitary That's what I mean. cell. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm okay so, here. They can't get in. Right. Like the bars keep them out and, and everything yeah. else. So. 
Interesting. Yeah. But I mean, certainly it's to your story, Billy, it's cool to see people stepping up and, and you wonder like if something like that were to happen here in the United States, you, we would hope that we would all be as brave to stand up and, and fight for our country and, and do the right thing to protect our families uh, most importantly. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's inspiring to see their stories and their bravery of these different people, you know, standing up and, and seeing it as the only options. Like I've got to protect my family because what other choice do I have at this yeah. point? I'll give you the details here, guys, real quick on the Kiev independent from, from them. Uh, Zelensky apparently said that, you know, they made the announcement about releasing the prisoner prisoners. He said it was quote, a difficult moral choice, but that it was necessary for the country's defense. He said that prisoners will be fighting in the hottest spots. Uh, and he did say, that Ukrainians, quote, with real combat experience will be released from custody and will be able to compensate for their guilt in the hottest spots. That's interesting. Uh, all huh. sanctions against some individuals who participated in um, in the anti-terrorist operation uh, will be lifted. The key thing now is defense. So it looks like they're willing to pardon some of these people. It's very uh, interesting. Very interesting I mean, you- indeed. Do you think they have the time, though, to really vet these? I mean, that's the other thing. Like, nobody's going to be sitting there in the midst of the chaos being like, oh, any new right. right. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see how it all shakes out, but it just shows that it is an all hands on deck uh, situation. Sure. And, um, you know, they're willing to go to extreme measures to to protect their country. And so, um, I mean, I guess, look, it's easy for us to say, oh, this seems like a crazy idea from this side of the pond. But, you know. If tanks are rolling down your streets, you might be okay sending yeah. a few of these, these I mean, hard-nosed guys from right. prison out. The rules sure. the rules are different in wartime, yes. I think. So. Yes. Oh, yeah. Indeed. <clears throat> Indeed. So, all right. All right. Story number three. So this is a hard turn away from Ukraine and actually to Texas. Uh, so uh, Governor Greg Abbott uh, has issued a... Not a ruling, but he's uh, he's directed uh, the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services to begin investigating so-called sex change procedures, uh, which he says constitute or could constitute child abuse under some existing Texas laws. Uh, so Abbott's uh, directive comes after a non-binding legal opinion from Attorney General Ken Paxton uh, was issued uh, that he said, similar to Abbott, he said that uh, gender-affirming care constitutes child abuse in the state of Texas. Uh, So this is what Abbott wrote. He said, it is already against the law to subject Texas children to a wide variety of elective procedures for gender transitioning, including reassignment surgeries that can cause sterilization, mastectomies, removal of otherwise healthy body parts, and administration of puberty-blocking drugs uh, or doses of testosterone and estrogen. Uh, He went on to say, Texas law imposes reporting requirements upon all licensed professionals who have directed contact with children who may be subject to such abuse, including doctors, nurses, and teachers, uh, and provides criminal penalties for failure to report such child abuse. There are similar reporting requirements and criminal penalties for members of the general public uh, as well. Uh, So there's been some dispute legally over whether current Texas law, the law he's referring to is uh, parental laws uh, from the Department of Child Protective Services uh, about um, potential instances of abuse. Uh, and it's it's kind of murky because uh, these gender reaffirming surgeries and sex reassignment surgeries and transgender hormone treatments are not plainly laid out in the law, uh, but he's arguing that the law as it exists, uh, what you could extrapolate from it, that, uh, that these instances particularly, obviously, of, of 
imposing these procedures or allowing these procedures on minors could constitute uh, child abuse. So it's it, this is not a legal case at this point. It's just a directive uh, by Abbott after a non-binding legal opinion was issued by Ken Paxton. Uh, so it's interesting because this is just an opinion at this point, uh, but it's turned into a directive. So it, it will, you know, presumably ultimately end up in front of a court. Uh, so a lot of uh, opponents of, of this, you know, transgender activists are speaking out against it, uh, saying that it's, you know, the, the, the state is going after uh, the transgender community and is attacking them. Look, as far as why it matters, uh, we'll see what happens as far as legally what happens. But for why it matters, this is becoming more and more of an issue, guys. We've talked about it so many times on the podcast. I know this is a quick story. It's because it's 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 developing. There's not a whole lot of details at this point. Um, but it matters because uh, this is not an issue that's going to go away. Uh, more and more people are talking about it. Uh, we're seeing it with athletes. Uh, we've talked about uh, the University of Pennsylvania swimmer, Leah Thomas, who is biologically male, but is swimming on the female team. Uh, and that's been causing a lot of issues. So it's having real life ramifications. This is not just an abstract issue at this point. It's a real issue. And as Christians, we should be concerned about it because it's it's in essence, the way that I see it, and we can talk about this in a second, but the way I see it is it's, it's like we're trying to play God. Uh, God designed two sexes, male and female, uh, and he created us that way on purpose in his image as male and female. Uh, and we're coming in and saying, that we can we can mess with that, we can redefine that, we can change that, uh, and it's it's not just having spiritual ramifications; it's having physical ramifications, mm. and I, I, it just bothers me uh, to think we know so little about what it what it does. Uh, chemically, biologically to a person uh, to inject these people with puberty blocking hormones and, and whatever. Uh, we don't have much research to say what are the long-term consequences of this, yet we're allowing so many minors to begin going through this process and celebrating minors going through this process. And we have no idea what's going to happen down the line. Uh, Greg Abbott mentioned that it's potentially uh, genital mutilation could be how people later when they get older, they could look at it as that, uh, or they it's forced sterilization and they, they made the decision as a minor to begin a hormone treatment and, and later in life regretted it and now can't have children or can't carry children. So there are so many different paths to go down uh, as to why this is concerning. I think that's just, th- those are just a few of the reasons why this, this story matters. Mm. Yeah, man, we are, I, I agree. We're just going down such a dangerous path here, uh, Trey, you know, listening to that. And um, when we're denying basic truths, Right. Like, yeah. and, and oh, and then encouraging children. You see this in so many. Fr- I mean, this is why I think, you know, people with an agenda have things like drag queen story hour for kids. Like why you, know, you scratch your head and say, why is that? A, why are they doing story hours with kids on that? And there really is a push to, I think, confuse children. And, uh, you know, maybe it's well-meaning for some, maybe not. They really, they really believe this, that this is an actual thing. These making up your own identities, basically. And you're really steering kids down a dangerous path and to deny basic truths about how God made them. And it's really sad to see, especially seeing culture adopt this and welcome this and bring it in. Um, so it is good to see when someone actually stands up to this insanity because a culture that denies basic truths, um, and will believe just essentially anything, they can fall for anything as well. And so 
I really don't like the idea of a culture that's based on arbitrary truths, your truth, my truth. No, we should base it on just the truth. And when you, when you watch a story like that, especially on these trans issues and these, you know, LGBT issues, when they're really targeting them at kids, it's disturbing. Well, that's, and here's the thing, right? There's the practical, the legal, and then there's the spiritual aspect of this. And and these are individuals. These are people who are lost in a culture that is lost. And, you know, everything is chaotic right now for so many reasons. But, you know, when you read scripture, Satan is the author of confusion. What better state to have people in than total confusion? Yeah. And it's not just on this issue. It's on every issue. I mean, we're literally, if, if you said to an, if an alien came down and watched everything that was going on and you were like, okay, alien, what's the one word you would use to describe? I think confused and confusion yeah. would be the word in chaos. And so, um, you know, just as we sort of look at that, this remembering that these people and, and not just these people, anybody struggling with an issue, they need prayer. And this is really, to me, the sad fallout is that people become disconnected from the Almighty because of that confusion. Yeah. Look, and I think we we don't talk about this aspect of it enough, and we need to, uh, that gender dysphoria is a, re- a real diagnosis, a real thing that people struggle with. Um, but Surgery is probably not. I mean, biblically, we can know that that's it, that's not the answer. But for most people, certainly as minors, that's not the answer. Uh, so the the all of this comes after Ken Paxton last year asked the DFPS uh, to look into uh, whether some transgender operations, particularly done on children, are, are child abuse. And the commissioner at the time said this surgical procedure physically alters a child's genitalia for non-medical purposes, potentially inflicting irreversible harm. So I think that's the issue. This is a permanent, you're, you're, for a minor in particular, a permanent solution to a problem uh, that is not necessarily permanent and, and, and could be treated. But because we don't even have that conversation uh, and certainly, Billy, we don't have the spiritual conversation. We don't really know what kind of consequences we're going to reap down the line because of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Good information there. Good stories, guys. And uh, that is all the time we have for this episode. And just like that, you've made it through your Monday. I mean, this you're welcome, America. This is what we do. We for could you. say Happy Tuesday now. I mean, we be, hate. Be look, grateful for us. Right. Be grateful I mean, for us. Look, we're trying not to sound. We, I mean, we know what the Bible says about pride, right? But but the Bible's big on truth. And so, uh, look, we just have to relay this information. I apologize if it sounds prideful, but we are the best pot news podcast for getting you through the week and going through the events of the day and getting... It just happens faster with this podcast. That's that's according to facts. <clears throat> well, you could have just stopped after podcasts, yeah. the best news podcast. But. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So anyway, that's my, that's, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. But uh, we appreciate you being here, uh, all kidding aside. And um, we'll be back here tomorrow, Lord willing, and the crick don't rise, as my colleague Trey loves to say. <laughs> there we go. My new, my new old favorite saying, and I'm going to say it early <laughs> and often because it's true. It I don't even get it. True. I'm not going to lie. I don't get it, but go well, for it. Well, Lord willing, like if he allows us another day and if I mean, I guess, the creek doesn't yeah. rise over you and you drown in it, I think, <laughs> I think that's what it's saying. But all right, hey, head on over to cbnnews.com, faithwire.com for more news from a Christian perspective. We'll see you back here tomorrow. God bless everybody.